Welcome to the Money Tree Investing Podcast. Stock market, wealth, personal finance, value stocks. Invest in your life. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Money Tree Investing Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I'm your host, Nick Kraakman, founder of valuespreadsheet.com. And our special guest today is cash flow expert, Chris Miles. He has been featured on the news, on CNN Money and other high profile websites. He has helped thousands of people improve their financial situation and now runs his own website at moneyripples.com. It's great to have you on the show, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me on, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here. Cool. So um, let's just dive straight in with the first question. I mean, you run this website, moneyripples.com. You teach people how to get their financial situation under control again. And yeah, my question is, why did you decide to start this website? Well, I think anybody who wants to make a massive uh, reach or make a massive impact in people's lives you got to start with a website, you know, you got to have yeah. something that reaches out to people beyond, you know, your own family and friends, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and definitely the website's a big part of that. And and also, too, I think just to be legitimate in business, you've got to have something like a website. you got to have something that's really like a, a very online business card, I guess you could call it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and what is what is your business then? Because you also do advising, I uh, I believe. I do, yeah. I actually I do I do coaching or consulting with with people, primarily business owners, where I yeah. show them how to find and free up cash, how to create more money, how to keep the keep the money that they make, and and ultimately how to create more quality of life, peace of mind, confidence, and everything with that. And so, uh, so yeah. So beyond just the website, where I might post some blogs and and people can follow my my podcast show there too and things like that uh, yeah. I definitely do the one-on-one consulting too okay that's that sounds awesome I mean you talk about um, uh, fixing money leaks on your website and that, that's sort of a unique approach uh, to things I mean many people talk about money online but I never heard this particular terminology so can you explain this this concept and and, and what the most common money leaks are that people encounter Oh, you bet. Well, everybody everybody leaks money in some way, shape, or form. Uh, we're yeah. all losing money somehow. Uh, whether we we uh, spend money on things that really aren't productive, it might be money that we're not making that we should be. There's all kinds of ways that we could be uh, recapturing and having more money in our lives. Unfortunately, most of us don't, just don't see or don't know where that really is. And yeah. that's and that's why I really really focus on is how do we avoid losing that money? How do we keep the money in your life and, and allow that to create more freedom today. Because let's be honest, uh, when it comes to cash flow and how I define cash flow is that yeah. the difference between your income and your expenses. Okay. So when you have, That's simple. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah, when you have a lot more income than expenses, you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you, when you have a lot more expenses than income, you're stressed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Then you're struggling to make ends meet. Exactly. And, and what I've noticed That's- is that people don't need a lot of money sitting in the bank to feel feel wealthy, they need to have more than a lot more income than expenses to feel really wealthy because that's where real freedom comes from. Because when you have, yeah, yeah. when you have a lot of cash flow, it creates more options. You have more choices in your life. And when you have more choices, that's what really, really creates freedom. And that's why I tell people that cash flow creates freedom. And so one of the, the, the what I get from this is that one of the big mistakes people make is that they spend more than they earn. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes just, you know, do the course of yeah, life. Yeah, it sneaks in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I don't think everybody that spends more than they make is doing it 
uh, from a standpoint of being a, a big spender, right? Somebody who's no. being irresponsible. No. There's one point in my life where I was actually in the hole by about $16,000 a month. Wow. Uh, so, so my income was about five or $6,000 a month, but my expenses were about 21 or 22,000 between my personal and my business expenses. <laughs> and, and I'll oh. tell you, it's not a fun place to be. I, I'd much rather not be in that place. Um, I've, I've been in places where I actually was able to re- retire from work when I was 28. That was wow. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I could totally imagine that. And I think our listeners will agree with you on that point. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, um, what did you do to get out of that situation to, to, where, where you were, you know, behind and, and in depth even maybe? And uh, how did you get out? I had to do what, what most of my clients aren't doing <laughs> and what I was doing okay. at the time, uh, you know, because I got to a place where I was so comfortable financially, I just stopped tracking my money. I stopped looking at how much was really coming in and how much was going out. And when all of a sudden I finally had the bravery, because I, I realized that my credit card balances were going up, uh, things felt tighter. And so I finally decided to have the courage to look at my numbers. And that's when I found out I was in the hole so badly. Yeah. And uh, so, so, so keeping track of things, just knowing what goes in and what goes out is already a big big factor in or at least it sounds like the first step you have to take huge and definitely the first step absolutely yeah so that was that was a big one um also things just make sure i did things to minimize my taxes which also included me you know watching my numbers and knowing what i could write off in in my business and whatnot um you know i was able to you know you know pay off you know try to focus on paying off debt i I was realizing that i had savings that was dwindling quickly and so i had a choice i could either go and invest that money to create more cash flow or I could pay off debt with that money and get a guaranteed rate of return on my money, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you pay off a loan, you know that you're guaranteed to free up X number of dollars per month. And so yeah. I would look at it that way. I'd say, all right, what, what could I, how could I use the money I have, the little money I have, to produce the best monthly cash flow return? Yeah. And, uh, and that was yeah. a big for me as well. And so. Yeah, so actually you say that, that you uh, looked at uh, paying off your debts almost as sort of an investment. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you should pay. Everybody should pay off all their debts, like as the first resort, because uh, sometimes there are loans or debts that are actually very, very good. Uh, yeah. Give, give you an example. I mean, even true in America, but even in Canada. I mean, there's people that have mortgages that have such a low interest rate, and the payment is so cheap compared to the balance. Yeah. That you would probably lose money paying it off then you would just taking that money in and, and really investing it in something that's not even amazing <laughs> you really don't yeah, have to yeah, make yeah. a whole lot of money with an investment to beat a mortgage um, okay, so there's, okay there's times that you might want to do that instead so it just depends yes and also um at least my view on debt is that debt is is good if it as long as it indeed uh, um, produces more than it costs. So in in, your, in the example you just give is is that uh, yeah, it, if the rates are that low, then yeah, sure, it 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 makes sense to, to 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 take a mortgage like that. And also, if you get a loan to uh, start a business, which actually brings in extra money, uh, then debt is not that bad. But That's right. I think uh, especially. If you look at credit card debt, that's where it goes wrong, right? That's right. Yeah, it's it's about being a wise steward. You know, the stewardship yeah. that you have is how can you be a better steward of what you've been given. And uh, yeah, so even a credit card may not be a bad thing if used in a productive way. You know, I know I had yeah. one client one time where 
he was actually down. All he had left, he had no savings. His his cash flow was negative. He said, Chris, I've got $1,000 left on a credit card, and that's it. And he, and he was a <laughs> chiropractor by trade. And I said, here's the thing. I said, if you get one new patient, what would that what would that make you? He said, that'll make me about $2,500 this year per patient that I get. I said, yeah. great. Let's take even part of that 1000 bucks. Maybe only use a $500, and you take that money, and you go, and, and you – you do an open house where you, you get people to invite people. You get your patients, oh, yeah. patients in. Maybe you bring in Santa Claus, whatever it takes to get people really excited to come. Bring the community in. And heck, even if it costs you, even if it does cost you the entire $1,000 to put that on, that will still, if you get one new patient, that will more than pay for itself and then some. Yeah, wow. That I mean, that's just creative thinking. You Sometimes you just need to... Be a bit creative with how uh, with how you spend your money. Exactly. Right? And out of fear, yeah. he didn't even think about that because he thought, "Well, I'm almost out of money," and he just froze up. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. That's no, like, no. Ah. He, was, he was afraid of using that. He just wanted to buy bread. <laughs> exactly. And and that's not a bad thing too. You should you should feed your family. <laughs> yeah. But but it's it's very important to realize that he. By the way, to follow up on that story, he actually got at least from that one particular event in that that weekend or that day. Mm-hmm. He got four new patients, so that was a, a that was a total of a ten thousand dollar value for him. Wow! For just it's a good return it, on investment. Yeah, and it was about six hundred dollars is what he spent. So six hundred dollars to make ten thousand bucks. I mean, I I know people that would die to have that work for them in the stock market or in other investments. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Those returns are uh, no, no, no. Wow. So, so, and in this case, you're talking about a chiropractor. So, yeah, I guess this this is a business person. He it runs is. his own clinic. Yep. Yeah, and you advise a lot of businesses as well. So, do businesses make the same mistakes people make, or because businesses are run by people? So, or are there de- definite differences? Uh, there's definite differences because I think business owners have more to lose. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, people that work. And that as normal employees, a normal typical day job, uh, those people they still they still lose money too, and and sometimes we'll find stuff for them. But business owners, it's twice as bad. And just like as you heard in my example, <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't just yeah. losing money from my personal life; I was losing money in my business. Yeah, on, on both sides, you were just <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a big big deal. Um, my <laughs> the most extreme case was a dentist I had worked with. Mm-hmm. He uh, and we had actually helped him free up about almost $6,000 a month on his personal end. But then yeah. he said, Hey Chris, I, you know, in between our calls, I went and looked at my practice because I realized I could take the same things you're teaching me here and I could apply it to my practice too, which I encourage. And yeah. he came back and he said, I found another $16,000 a month. Wow. Said, that's a massive sum. Yeah. That's about $270,000 a year. I said, okay, well that's, a big chunk of change. <laughs> that's about $22,000 a month or so. That's, that's a big deal. Good thing you found that. And, uh, and that's the point is that, you know, it, especially if you're a business owner, because business owners are oftentimes so busy trying to make money, yeah. they forget about how to keep it. Yeah. 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 So that's, that, yeah, it's, it's about the money you keep and not about the money you make. Right. Or as I like to say, it's it, like what you just said and add to it. I said, it's not about how much you make, it's how much you keep and then yeah. make on top of it. That makes all the difference, oh, yeah. right? Because I guess some people they try to keep it, but they get so cheap they don't do anything to make more money. It's like, no, we want to make more money too, but let's make sure we keep it and and be as profitable as possible to have as much cash flow as possible. To be smart with your money, but don't be scared to to spend it on something which might actually generate more. That's right. 
so you say that actually the, these tips can also be applied to businesses. I mean, it's it's just the same. It's just about it's all about money and these rules, which um, for for individual investors or just people uh, also go for for businesses. Absolutely, and I think business owners get this more than anybody because they. I've seen a lot of business owners that that either I've worked with or talked to that uh, they can make good money in the business, but they don't bring home good money. <laughs> ah, wow. <laughs> so, uh, so you get these business owners that really own a job where yeah. everybody else gets paid but them. You know, they'll pay their employees oh, wow. just fine. They'll pay them on time. But for them, they're stuck and they're and they're feeling broke. And, and I don't think that should yeah. be the case. I think if you're a person that's out there creating jobs and, and you're, you're in a really good you know, a real wholesome business where you're out there providing service and value for people, you should yeah. be rewarded appropriately for doing that. And so yeah. that's why cash flow is such a big deal, and especially with business owners. It's many of them don't want to look at the numbers. They don't want to get so involved with the money. But that's the no. thing. If they do it right, if you do it in a very short period of time each week, like I recommend people do, maybe spending okay. five, ten minutes a week max, it's amazing how much more financially free you can feel just by getting that under control, getting your money under control in just a few minutes a week. Yeah. I wish I could work out five or 10 minutes a week and get really physically fit, like it's yeah. ripped muscles. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, and, and so, but you, you, you say five to 10 minutes, but just to see where the money is coming from and where it's going or, or what would you do in those, uh, those minutes? Yeah, so you definitely track your money, see where it's coming, how much is coming in, how much is going out. Um, that's always the yeah. first step. Some people talk yeah. about creating budgets, mm-hmm. and I really don't like that too much as a first step because if you don't know how much is coming in and how much is going out, how can you <laughs> guess a budget correctly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. You're kind of blind, and so you want to make sure that you're tracking first and foremost, and that takes a few minutes a week if you keep up on it every week, um, and then the other few minutes you're going to spend saying, okay, where am I? You know, What's going on? Uh, this is yeah. part where you might look at and compare it to a budget, right? And try to figure out where you're at. Um, also plans. You know, what do you need, you know, what are you planning to do with that money? You know, with the, do you have bills coming up or things coming up in the future you need to prepare for? Yeah. You know, those kind of things are really starting to be proactive with your money and start thinking about it a little bit more and, and, and thinking ahead. And when you yeah, start yeah, to yeah. do that, you, you realize that, um, the stress levels come down a lot. They really yeah, because you know what's what's coming and and then and you're prepared for it. That's right. Yeah, because I have the feeling that some people just uh, go to uh, to the supermarket or wherever and they they use their card until no money comes out anymore, and then they think, ah, oh, <laughs> where did it all go? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Say that they're tracking money, and they'll and and I'll say, really, how are you doing that? Well, I watch my yeah. bank account balance. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. that's not it. <laughs> no. There's a bit more to it. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, so can you mention maybe uh, one or two books or other resources that that uh, influenced your your way of thinking about uh, this topic? You bet. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, it's it's ho- so hard to pick it to just a few books because yeah. I read so many and and there's so many different books and different resources you can learn to help develop it. But I yeah. think a good start at least. Um, is a book, many of you have probably heard the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I love it. Yeah, Great book, and it's really good, I think, for the mindset piece. Just seeing a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely not the uh, the end-all book. I mean, it's definitely not the definitive source of how to think about money, but it, it definitely is a good start. 
So that's a great one. Uh, another one that I'm I'm currently still reading. Um, I'm, I'm okay. getting finished up with it. It's called Thou Shall Prosper by okay, Rabbi. Okay, never heard of that one. Thou Shall Prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lapin. Okay, and and so it's it's written by a rabbi. I mean, that's, it is. It's an interesting uh, point of view, probably in the book. It is. It talks actually about the Jewish way of thinking about money and how they view money, um, you know, really as a benevolent tool. And okay. really just it, why Jewish people tend to be really good at the money aspect. It, it talks about how their culture and their tradition really teaches a lot about that. And so um, great uh, book uh. from that standpoint, because a lot of times I get people, even in business, I mean, even business owners that will feel guilty about making money or they'll. Oh, feel, really? Yeah, it's 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 I mean, I can understand. I was kind of the same way at one point, too. Uh, where yeah, do you mean they dislike sales? Because I, I have the same thing. <laughs> same problem. Yeah, some people might think they have to be like a slick salesman. A lot yeah. of people believe that with money that you have to uh, that there's only so much of the pie. And if you yeah. if you take more of that pie, you're taking away from other people. If you oh, make wow. more money, you're taking more money away from people. But yeah. in reality, that's not the case at all. Because it's not about how much of the pie you take. It's how you create that pie. Because the more money that we exchange with one another, the more wealthier we all become. And so okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to all make more money and, and use it too. This is why I talk about stewardship, not about being a, a spender that's wasteful or a saver who never who hoards money, who never lets it go. Because if you don't ever yeah, let go yeah, of yeah. money, you actually cause everybody else to suffer. That's when the finite pie becomes a reality. Ah, so yeah, you're, okay. You're just clinging on to money and holding on to it. But what happens if you stop exchanging money, other people in fear stop spending money or don't have money to spend, and then you don't get paid either. And so there's a That's a bit what we saw during the crisis. Uh, exactly. Everything froze up. Exactly. Yeah. It happened during, in, the U, in the United States with the Great Depression in the 1930s. Same thing happened there because everybody got scared. They even put extra taxes on, on European products so that Europeans didn't <laughs> want to send products over to the U.S. because they didn't want to get taxed yeah. with all the tariffs. And so all oh, yeah. of a sudden, next thing you know, the U.S. is suffering because nobody wants to use money. And it yeah. wasn't because the money was gone. You know, there was a crash and stuff, but it wasn't it was it couldn't it didn't have to be as bad as it was. But out no. of fear, out of those emotions of fear, we tend to get scared and, and tend to not spend money. And then when we don't spend money, people don't get paid. And when they don't get paid, they don't spend money. And when they don't spend yeah. money, we don't get paid. No, it's, it's just a cycle, a never ending cycle, which just gets worse and worse. It is. Okay, well, thank you very much, Chris. I mean, this was very insightful, uh, very insightful information. Uh, thanks for sharing it with us. Um, where can people go if they want to learn more? Yeah, a great place they can go. You mentioned MoneyRipples.com. MoneyRipples is a great place to check out. I have a free ebook on there to download called Beyond Rice and Beans. Seven okay. Minutes, free up cash today because I don't want you to live cheap. So uh, I talk about that's why I want you to live beyond rice and beans. I want you to actually enjoy life while um, having a lot of money. And then of course, right. they can always, if they're already listening to your show, they could probably look me up on iTunes. Uh, they could look up the Chris Miles Money Show. I've got a podcast show I do each week as well. Well, great. I will definitely list all these resources in the show notes on the website, moneytreepodcast.com slash 17, because this is episode 17. And uh, thanks again, Chris, and uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. Hopefully so, Nick. Thank you. Okay, now it's time for the podcast discussion panel. Uh, we're here today with Andrew Sather from eInvestingforbeginners.com, Miranda Marquette from plantingmoneyseeds.com, 
Larry Ludwig from InvestorJunkie.com and myself, Nick Kraakman from ValueSpreadsheet.com. We had an interesting interview with uh, Chris Miles, who uh, talked about uh, personal finance and uh, cash flow. Um, so I would like to start with uh, with you, Miranda. Actually, uh, I mean, if yeah, <laughs> you're, uh, you're you get to go first. So what what is sort of the number one mistake you see people uh, make uh, when it comes to their uh, personal finances? What 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 gets them in trouble? Yeah. So the number one thing that I think is the biggest problem is not understanding what is important to you and. Because when you don't know what's important to you and what you want to spend your money on, then you just spend it on whatever. And yeah. so I think the most important thing to do is take a step back, really look at yourself and your priorities and what you value, and then yeah. kind of go from there. So all of your spending and the way you use your money, whether you're spending, whether you're investing, whether you're saving, all of it should reflect your values and your internal, like what matters to you most. It should, it should all be your core values. And so um, I think the number one thing is a lot of people just don't think about what matters to them. And so mm -hmm. they'll just go and spend money on whatever. Oh, so and so. Yeah, what yeah so and so down the street has a has, yeah, has this car. So I should have this car, too. Well, no. Is it important to you? Do you really care if you have that car? Do you really care if you have a house full of things? Do you care if you have a huge TV? If you don't care if you have a huge TV, why do you have a huge TV? So I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. That's that's what I think. Anyway, I, I think I think there's a very powerful uh, thing indeed that uh, people seem to be influenced by what others do, keeping up with the Joneses, and they don't think for themselves. Uh, Andrew, what is your opinion? Uh, what, what do you think is the number one mistake that people make uh, with their personal finances? Um, well, I can't really speak about people, but I can talk about what I've um, observed with my own experiences. Like, oh, sure. I have um, <clears throat> some friends of friends and people in my network who I actually have a couple of them who just got into law school right now and um, they're going through the the whole process of that and just finding out right now, now that they're already in, that the high paying jobs that they were promised when they got in actually aren't really there and that it's, yeah. <clears throat> it's a very funneled system where, you know, not a lot of people are getting out. So you have a lot of people getting in with like six figures of debt and having yeah. nothing to show for it at the very end. And so... I think, you know, along with that, you kind of have um, my other people in my network who have graduated and, you know, instead of what I see is you, you got to get that car or it's it's like a symbol, you know, you, you got to mm -hmm. show everybody that you've made it and that, you know, oh, I've made something of myself. So you got to get that Beamer, you got to get that Audi, you got to get that Mercedes. And really what you're doing, I mean, if you're not coming from a place of financial strength and you're doing that out of financial weakness, all you're really doing is just taking your money and really throwing it on fire because a lot of those cars depreciate so quickly. And so, you know, you, you just have these continuous decisions, big money decisions like a car, a house. Like, are you going to jump in at the top of the market? Like right now with the housing market, we have prices where just at the same as they were at their peak right before we crashed in 2008. And people you know, who don't even blink an eye about getting a 30-year instead of a 15-year. And so these big decisions, you know, they have yeah. a, a huge impact on your financial future. And although it's not popular to kind of go against the grain and be a contrarian and maybe make a different decision than what everyone else is making, here's the thing. If 
let me ask you guys this: Is, is everybody is mo- are most people rich? <laughs> no, definitely no. not. So, if you're going to do the same things that most people are doing, what makes you think you're going to get rich too? And so that's that's really yeah, my yeah, point yeah. there. Yeah, if you if you want to be better than average, then you have to do something different than the average person. That's 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 true. So, Larry, what is uh, what is your uh, take on this? Um, I think the biggest issue people don't focus on. Or they focus on net worth and don't focus on cash flow. I mean, to me, cash flow yeah, is everything. Yeah, and that's one thing that Chris, Chris mentioned in the interview. Yeah. Where yeah. even at a business level, people don't focus on it enough. Uh, on the personal level, they definitely don't focus on it. And oh you, can, gosh, you, know, you can have a lot of assets. Flow. Yeah, you can have a lot of assets in, say, your house or, or other, real, you know, other property or even a car for that matter. But if it's not mm-hmm. generating any type of income, you're screwed, especially when you hit retirement age. So yeah, ultimately, yeah, yeah. you uh, you have to focus on cash flow. And along with that, you really also need to c- consider your timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a really big deal for me. Like cash flow is just, especially if you're on an irregular inf- income, cash flow is this huge Achilles heel for me because it's like it, it doesn't matter when when you have people paying you. Uh, you know, I'll have people paying me late for my work, but the rent is still due on the same day yeah, yeah, every yeah. single month. <laughs> and so, so cash flow becomes, I think you make a good point. Cash flow becomes this really huge thing. And it's not just about assets and everything else. Part of its timing too is when do you have your money? I can look at my invoicing and say, Oh, hey, look, there's six thousand dollars, but it's not in my bank account. It's what people yeah. owe me. And so yeah. you also have to look at what do I have right now? too and, yeah. and when is it coming in and when is it going out yeah, most most people go bankrupt because of lack of cash flow not because of lack of net worth right yeah and, and not even because of lack of income because many people think that uh, oh i just need more money then i'll, I'll be fine but <laughs> most of the time they get more money they buy more they stuff more. and they they're they're in the same uh, same situation so uh, yeah like chris mentioned that, that that tracking your income and expenses so your cash flows uh, is, is sort of the first step to getting your financial situation uh, under control. Um, so, Larry, did you track your income and expenses? And, and, and if so, how do you do that? Um, well, I don't budget anymore. I mean, I, ultimately, we are, our, our monthly expenses are pretty fixed. So, we, you know, yeah. I'm not a total believer in budgeting to the infinite detail and using budgeting apps like YNAB, where I think ultimately you can get that type of detail but get lost in the minutia where you're not looking sure. at really the, the forest into trees, so to speak, where I, I care more about generating more income and her, ultimately try to grow my business or grow my personal income than worry about the expenses. But try to keep those, in, those expenses fixed, of course, and not, you know, yeah. not have the more you make, the more you spend type of mentality. No, no, that, no. That's one of the biggest concerns that uh, you know, even I have with our, you know, with our business and whatnot. Okay, uh, very interesting. And and what about you, Andrew? Do you uh, do you budget? Yeah, I do have a budget. Um, it's a work in progress. You know, it's not. It's kind of like going to the gym. I guess you, you, you. It's it's not easy every time you do it. So you really have to have the discipline and try to put in like a regular schedule of doing it. But I've found mm-hmm. that the times where I'm most on top of my budget are the times when I'm creating more excess cash flow than I am any other time. Miranda, do you uh, sort of keep track of your uh, income and expenses, or uh, do you just uh, wing it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I sort of wing it. No, um, no, I track my expenses. I always, I like to know how much I have. I keep track of that. Um, I use personal yeah. finance software to keep track of that. But I don't have yeah. a be- budget set up per se. Like, like Larry, most of my expenses are pretty fixed, yeah. and I have them automated. 
So yep. the rent payment is, act- is is automatic every month. It just comes out automatically. Student loan payments, uh, even even my charitable contributions are set up yep. on automatic payment. The oh really? Yeah, the month yeah. yeah the monthly uh, contribution to my church set up automatic on electronic payment. Um, okay. The contribution to the food bank automatic electronic contribution on the credit card once a month. So everything we have is basically set up automatically. So that's also your investment uh, money? In- investment money automatic for the, the Roth IRA automatic for the emergency fund, which I keep in a, in a taxable investment account automatic for the yeah. taxes that I pay quarterly every month automatically. Some of it gets moved into the account that I use to pay my taxes. So everything is just all of my expenses like that are automatic. And so as long yeah. as the most important things are covered, covered yeah. I just spend until it's gone. I mean, I really, that's what I, that's honestly what I do. I, I just, I, I pretty much, I track my expenses. I'm like, well, everything's, retirement's covered, emergency funds covered, the, H, the HSA is covered. All of that stuff is covered. My charity is covered. All that's covered. I know it's covered. Now I can just spend on whatever I feel like spending on travel, books, food, whatever, until it's gone. Well, do you usually wind up having, you know, at the end of the month, no more money? Or, or do you have extra money usually? I mean, I, it's a question. Yeah. That- no, I usually have a little extra. Um, and then that just can carry over or I can, you know, put it aside to like have a really awesome trip later. So, yeah. I, I mean, really for me, it's all about, you know, anything extra goes toward travel. Okay, and, and and this might be a bit of a sort of personal question, but have have you ever been in a uh, situation yourself where you were in a financially tight situation, and then did what did you learn from this, if if you were? <laughs> yeah, so well, um, a few a few. Well, actually, when I was moving, there was a situation yeah. where we were trying. Larry knows about this, poor Larry, but uh, <laughs> we were. We were trying to move. We suddenly found that the closing was going to go through and it was going to go through two days earlier than we expected. And we had to come up with the money for the closing um, immediately. And so we were in the process of trying to transfer $11,000 from one account to another and it was going to make it in time. And oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. So what ended up happening was I called my mom. (laughs) 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 Right. Mom and dad. That's right. So I called my mom and I'm like, <laughs> and it was, you know, they're two hours behind me. It was seven o'clock in the morning for them. I called as early as I possibly could when I knew they would be up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I need $4,000. <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> and so they did. They, they went to their, you know, thing and they went down and put it. They have a branch of my bank in their hometown. I do not have a branch in my, where I oh, live. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, so I had to like initiate a transfer. It was just this big mess. So yeah, so I called my mom and dad. Um, okay. And then a few years, well, yeah. So I mean, then a few years ago, there was a mistake in the payroll for my husband, and so since we have everything automatic, we assumed the money was there when it wasn't. Oh yeah. Because they, yeah. yeah, they made a mistake in the payroll, and they fixed it, and they paid the fees that ended up resulting from the overdraft. Yeah. Um. But. But it gets messy uh, very quickly, right? And and a bit stressful, probably. Yes. And and what about you, Andrew? Because you're not you're not that old yet. But uh, (laughs) not that you're old, Miranda. I'm ancient. I'm going to be 35. (laughs) By the time this airs, I'll be 35. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we are ancient, dude. You're like an old old man. 
Yeah, so, Andrew, have you ever been in a tight financial situation, or are you in the in one currently? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say uh, when I was in college, definitely every day was financially tight. You know, yeah. Yeah. you look at do I want to get ramen noodles or do I want to make myself a quesadilla? So, um, <laughs> you know, that that was more yeah. of a problem not having very much income because I was going to school. But sure, um, you know, it's. I think every day is still a work in progress. Obviously, I'm still pretty young, and you are as well. So, it's yeah, just, absolutely. I I think the biggest thing for me has been, you know, trying trying to make progress, but not getting disappointed when life happens and these things come up that are out of your control, and sometimes sure. it can really set you back. And so you just have to just keep pushing, I guess. Oh, absolutely, and I think it's a good point you just made about. Uh, yeah, as a student, you you and also if you if you go traveling, for example, and you might run out of money. You you learn how to live on very little. You learn how to live on ramen noodles for oh, yeah. and, and peanut butter for uh, for weeks. You know, oh, yeah. so you know that if life really uh, hits you in the face, then you can go fall back to that. So there's always some uh, you know some salvage there. It's a very but, stoic mindset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, there was some recent uh, stat about uh, I believe it was. Uh, most people, like a good percentage, can't even make, you know, if they need an emergency situation, they can't even generate $2,000 the next day. And that's, yeah, that's sure. a sad fact. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, most people don't have enough money in emergency savings to cover any type of, you know, like a car breaking down, what have you, and they use credit cards. So, I mean, obviously that's a, a stopgap, but honestly, people are not saving enough. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. That That's one of, uh, one of the big problems. I always recommend people to... Uh, try to save at least, um, well, let's say two times your monthly expenses worth of uh, of, of money just uh, as an emergency uh, backup, you know. So at least even if you lose your job, you still have two months before, uh, you know, you, you have to start uh, sweating. And, uh, and most people are you know? one paycheck away from bankruptcy, which is pretty scary. It's really scary because there's some, only something very little has to go wrong and, and they're done, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, Larry, what is your sort of your best tip for someone who currently is in uh, serious cash flow uh, troubles and and who wants to get their financial situation back under control in 2015? Um, I mean, definitely, if, if you're right now in that situation, you should definitely make it your goal for next year, uh, 2015, to really get it in order. I mean, that's the first the first step in any you know, it's like a it's al- like alcohol's anonymous. You really have a step program, and the first one is to admit yeah. you have a problem. And the problem is yep. spending. I mean, you have people that make you know forty thousand dollars that have cash flow issues. You have people that make four hundred thousand dollars with the same issue. So it's not yep. in most cases it's not an issue of that you're not making enough money. It's the issue of you're spending too much, and you need to figure out where the Absolutely. what are what's the difference between a need and a want. And most people mistake needs for really wants. So ultimately, you know, especially if you're in a lower income bracket, figure out what is you know get down to the bare bones and figure out what you can cut and what you can minimize. I I totally agree with that and and I think maybe even just uh, go for a week on on the absolute minimum you know just uh, a, a, as Andrew already said the stoic mindset just uh, sleep on the floor for a week just the, uh, just the worst case scenario play it out uh, and then you're you you might have some um, uh, idea of what is actually necessary to to live it, it's very little you know and then and you'll you survive can, you'll be fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, uh, Miranda, what what would be your uh, tip for uh, someone with 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 cash flow issues? Yeah, so it's very related to what Larry said. Um, you know, figure out the difference between needs and wants, but it goes back to what matters most to you and figure yeah. that out. You know, yeah. it, if financial freedom matters the most to you, then you make paying you make getting out of debt your priority. If saving mm-hmm. for retirement make you know matters most for you then you 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 make room to do that it goes Mm -hmm. you know you figure out what you really need um and what you really want and then you figure out what really matters to you and and make that a priority i think a lot of people just spend on you know just use their money for whatever whatever, without thinking about it and thinking about is this really going to enhance my life is this going to help me reach my goals in the future and you know, if you know what you want, then you can start making a plan to get there. But if you have no idea what's important to you, then it doesn't matter what you spend your money on. And it doesn't yep. matter how long you're in debt or what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, thanks for that uh, that tip, Miranda. I totally agree. And what about you, Andrew? Yeah, those are both great tips um, by Larry and Miranda. I would say if you're having issues... Uh, you you really have a choice. You can you can choose to be. Are you poor or are you broke? Because if you're broke, <laughs> it's just a temporary thing, and you can you know. I mean, seriously, like you you can. Some people get so caught up in like this victim mentality, and then if you just think you're always going to be poor, then that's really what's going to happen. But if you want to yeah. take some action and just realize, you know, I'm broke right now. Life hit me hard, but maybe I can come back from it. Then at that point, then you can start making progress, and then maybe you can you know, get yourself in a better spot. So I would say, you know, for people who are like having serious, serious problems, uh, I would recommend the Dave Ramsey podcast because he's, that's what he does like every day is get people who are in huge amounts of debt to get out of debt. And he does like a very simple kind of basic methodology of getting yourself out of debt. And it's a real good kick in your butt. Okay, well, thanks so much for that because uh, we'll list that in the show notes on moneytreepodcast.com where uh, people can go to that podcast you just mentioned. Then, yeah, thanks for listening again this week. The new year is approaching, so uh, it's a great time to start thinking about how to improve your uh, financial situation in 2015. And I hope that the information in our podcast and... uh, yeah, and, and other podcasts uh, like the one we just uh, recommended can lend you a hand in that. So thanks for listening and uh, l- please leave us a review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate that. And uh, we hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Money Tree Investing Podcast. Visit us at MoneyTreePodcast.com for more free investing resources.